Hi, I'm John Taylor. You're listening to the Attacking Scrum podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Welcome to the Attacking Scrum podcast. Part two is Heads Up, where we have a look at the big events from uh, within the world of Welsh rugby and where on earth else would we start? It's Wales England week, so there's only one thing that only one thing that's on the agenda really tonight. So uh, brace yourself in for a, for a uh, detailed partisan, um, hopefully not too partisan uh, opinion ahead of uh, Wales versus England. To make it that little bit less partisan, we've invited our uh, our one and only acceptable Englishman into the studio. Ollie, welcome back. Hello, lads. How are you doing? All right. Yeah, very well. Thanks. Very well. Looking forward to uh, Saturday. Yeah, well, we all are, and uh, Dan Killick's with us as well. Dan, you gonna have a you know, beer on Saturday, or are you are you still gonna wait and see how we're doing after last weekend? No, I think I'll have one or two Saturday. Yeah, depending yeah. on the maybe depending upon the result. Well, that's it. Actually, I mean, it's one of those times. I know I mention it loads, but I, I struggle to enjoy these games because there's so much on the line. It's, it's <laughs> either it's either the very best of days, isn't it, or yeah. the worst? Mm, there's, really no, there's no middle ground. Is Yep. Have, um, have you got a favourite memory of watching Wales playing? I'll start with you, all, seeing as yep. you're the uh, um, you know behind enemy lines, so to speak. Yep. What's your favourite memory of uh, of watching Wales versus England from the Six Nations? Well, that's a good question. Um, definitely, uh, the one that immediately springs to mind is two years ago because it was mm. the first time I've been to the Principality Stadium. I believe it's, it's cool to call it Millennium. Until call Principality millennium. start paying yeah, us yeah. money to call it the Principality, yeah. we can call it the Millennium. Okay, we'll call it the Millennium then. Yeah, so it's my first first trip there, and I'll be honest, I was a bit nervous because it was a Friday night game, and I thought, "Oh, you guys have got a good chance <laughs> here." But obviously, we uh, we managed to roll you over, even with James Haskell running into the bloody goalpost. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, yeah, obviously the atmosphere is cracking. It was that, it was that classic one with all the um, shenanigans. Yeah, sh- shenanigans in the in the tunnel, which we didn't know about in the stadium at the time. But just watching the old the red lights are pumping away, the music and all of that, you're like, bloody hell, this is you know, this is a big it's one. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Dan? Oh, it's got to be when um, was it 2000 and. Third, what's going on? 2013, 2012. Can you remind me what the, what was the score of that year? Was it? 2000, yeah. 30 points to three, I think it was. Something along those lines, yeah. I uh, don't really remember. Pretty pretty big score like yeah. um, Slam Busters. Yeah, <laughs> that was a hell of a day. And I it just it made it even the more even more sweeter that I was uh, I was on the pitch that day actually singing with the London Welsh. Or trying to sing anyway with the London Welsh Male Voice Choir, and I remember that the uh, they booed you out shortly afterwards. I, I yeah, I wasn't wasn't in long after that, but uh, <laughs> the um, the English anthem sort of started, piped up, and I thought, bloody hell, this is unbelievable! It was so loud, it didn't, it, it felt there must have been so many English in there. I, thought, I don't know how we're going to compete, and the first note then off the Welsh anthem, I I was struggling to get my words out, and um, you know you sort of well up a little bit as well because you, you just it's so it's such an emotional mm. thing, isn't it? And uh, yeah, it was just phenomenal. I, you knew, I knew from that first, those first couple of notes, that uh, this was going to be a pretty special performance. I think that thing in 2015 is it felt as though the Welsh Rugby Union was trying to replicate the atmosphere from 2013. All oh, right, yeah. That's what it really felt like. They're like, how can we turn it up anymore? And I think mm. they kind of had the balance right. But, mm. but what made that was there was so much on the line. Yeah. You know. Everyone was saying in the lead up to that week, you know, can, can Wales can Wales beat England and stop the slam, and then can they win by whatever amount of points we needed to win by in order to 
Um, it was was it like 10 points or 13 yeah, points so in order to in order to win the championship? For me, it was never about winning the championship. I was like, I do not want England winning the slam on our patch. Yeah. And that's the way it should be. And I think that really yeah. made it into a it made it into a an insane atmosphere within that stadium. Was, yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of different things that went on. I know that uh, Dr. Hayden James, who's the mm. uh, the the, the sort of master of the yeah. WRU. He was rehearsing with us underneath the underneath the stadium, and um, for the, that was the first time when they, they decided to stop the music. Mm. So you so you ju- stop the band. So you just had the anthem coming out. You know the Scotland. You know, it works really well in Scotland. Doesn't it? uh, it's yeah, amazing. It's like Scotland. Yeah. Yeah. When you hear that, in the, I went up yeah. to I went up to Murrayfield a couple of years ago, and it was the first time I'd heard it in the flesh. It's and special, Jesus, the hairs on the back. Well, not you all, because you've haven't had a hair on the back of your neck for uh, for fifteen years. But yeah. um, try my best. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that yeah, is that is something well special. There, but it, 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 on on that that was the first time we did, we we did it. So like everyone was trying to do something a little bit different, weren't they? And all pulling in the right mm. direction. And um, yeah, it was just the most 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 amazing atmosphere I've I've ever experienced. Anyway. I'm going to keep mine really quick because to be honest, we could sit here and talk about memories of Wales versus England for. We'll be now, done, you know. We're thinking, oh, it's <laughs> kick off in a minute. But uh, yeah, I'm going to very quickly go for uh, for Wales England in 2012. And I was lucky enough to to sneak a ticket. Through um, through my mate Chief, who's uh, about as about as English as you can get, Range Rover driving, yeah. barber jacket <laughs> wearing, you know, yeah, that kind of, that kind of guy, lovely bloke. Um, but he uh, he said, "Oh, I've got I've got a ticket. It's hundred quid. Do you want it?" I thought, oh, hundred quid, bloody hell, that's a fair amount." And there, but I thought, "Ah, fuck it, let's go for it." Um, I don't even think, I think it took that much convincing in my head, but yeah. we went and it was a, that most incredible game. It was almost Scott Williams ripped uh, oh, ripped Courtney yeah, Laws yeah. and then ran on that breakaway try. And I, I, I'd maybe commented before about who Scott who. Oh, was that right? Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Wasn't it during that the build up to that? Or somebody somebody had commented about Scott like Scott who Scott you know who was Scott? Williams? No, that was, was that? that was Burgess in the uh, in the World Cup. Oh, was yeah, it? Oh, it was, okay. Yeah. And he was the guy flying past you, Sam, in case you hadn't noticed him. Yeah. And yeah, I made myself very unpopular as that try went over. Because I, 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 <laughs> as you can imagine, I'm not the most, I'm not the quietest bloke when it comes to the games. As I said, I went to Australia, Wales this year and managed to piss off the bloke in front of me and he was Welsh. But, <laughs> That's a good guy. Yeah, but sat amongst all these kind of debenture types. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, just kind of gobbing up the whole it. game. And then when he went over, you know, my arms went up in the air and two two pints of uh, two pints of bitter ale covered uh, covered whoever's in front of me so uh, so yeah that was all I said I'd try and keep that quick but I didn't right let's look forward to let's look forward to this weekend we're doing this on the day the teams have been announced so that is the big news really let's start with you all yep what do you make of the England side um, on balance, I'm pretty pleased that Clifford's come in there, actually, yep. because I think it brings a bit of much-needed pace into our back row. Yep. Mm. I think it's something we struggled with. Um, Haskell probably would have been in there, uh, whether he'd read... Yeah, Haskell probably would have been in there had he been properly fit. It sounds as though he isn't. He's going to have a cameo off the bench again, which, to be fair, he did pretty well last week against the French. Um I think the jury's probably still out a little bit on Atoji as to whether or not he's six. Um, Is the jury out? Oh. I'm happy to watch him play at six. I think you're nullifying one of your... Well, in fact, you're nullifying your best player yep. by playing him out of position. Yeah, I'm delighted with that. 
Um, I think you have a blinder now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, man of the match, eight, eight turnovers. Match, all yeah, over yeah. it, isn't it? <laughs> Mate, watch them tear your line out on you, what's it? He's, well, he, this he, is good. We'll come on to this. Yeah. Whole, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, the fact he's on the field still yeah, terrifies yeah, me. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, he, I think he is ultimately going to end up at lock. Um, I, it's easy to forget, isn't it? He's, he's only got a handful of caps. He's 22 or whatever. So I don't think he was ever going to have... A, a kind of complete blinder at six, but mm. I, yeah, is it his position? Probably not. Um, but we are struggling in the back row at the moment, and we've got such a good I've... selection of locks. It's it, it's sort of yeah, it's that balance. You're just trying to get the best yeah. players on the pitch, kind of thing. But I find it strange that they, there must be a better a better back rower balance than you, than you can find. You, I know, admittedly, it's hard to replace uh, Vernapola. Mm. I think, or, or have you heard all these bizarre pronunciations of Vinopola recently? Yeah. Oh, God. Um, so, on our side of the bridge, Jonathan Davis, yeah, I don't think he's got any idea what his, his name, name is. Brendan Money called Sam Warburton, what's his name, yeah. last week. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've also got um, a perennial loudmouth. Go on, I'll get There we go. Um, Brendan we've got perennial loudmouth uh, Jeff Probin on, on this side of the bridge. He calls him Vinopolo. <laughs> I was like, it's this kind of portmanteau of Vunipolo yeah. and uh, and Vinicolo. I was like, it's like Billy Vinopolo. I like it's it. Madness. It's part of the fun of the Six Nations. Like, yeah. Some of the crap Frozen. pronunciations oh, of people's yeah, names. We haven't even got what, what, to Butler yet. Have we? Yeah, oh, yeah. Get him started on some of the uh, French wingers and stuff like that. It's a, it's a field day. Isn't it's it? my favourite with the uh, you know Scott Spedan. Yeah, <laughs> things along those lines. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I find it strange that there's that there's not a better six that yeah. you could pick given the depth you have in virtually every other position and I know you've got injuries yeah, but yeah. I think um, I think had Haskell been fit I think we might have seen um, yeah a Haskell at six it's yeah, actually back in the row Haskell at seven because you know because that's where he plays or whatever and just shifted Clifford across although they're essentially mm. you know the same player say, yeah I mean we have a whole raft of flangers who, <laughs> who aren't quite one thing or the other in terms yeah. of six and seven so I mean it's, but um, like I said I, I'm, I'm pleased um, Clifford he's been injured for a bit but he he was our kind of back row replacement on the tour to Australia yeah. and so needless to say that went pretty well um, so he's he was a nice option coming off the bench so I think it's good he's he's got a start I think he I mean he offers more um, in terms of pace and ball carrying and stuff than Tom Wood so um, I'm pretty happy with him fair enough yeah. anyone anyone you do fear in that England side Dan any individuals um, I would have liked to have seen Jack Noel not yeah um, I think he's playing very well not starting I think he's a, he's a great great uh, a great player um, yeah, to be I, fair I, I'd have liked to see Phil Christophers on the wing again <laughs> <laughs> And to be fair, Clifford, I would have liked to have seen him not not start yeah. in the back row as well because it, it, it gives them a little bit more balance. But I still think it's not quite it's not quite right in the back row, and mm. uh, that's where we can, um, you know, we, we we could well do a job. I've I have got slight concerns over Mori over Moriarty at eight. Mm. Um, yeah, no, the, you've, you've mentioned this a couple yeah, of times in a game like this. Um, but the back row did go well. I thought uh, over in Italy, I thought. I thought Tipperick and, uh, and Warburton were, were were very very effective, and as the game went on, they just seemed to get better and better. What about the Welsh side then? The headlines have been dominated by Bigger and North making the side. Is that is that an adequate assessment of of the lineup? 
Um, is that a big story for you? I mean, we won't, we won't I mean, go into the 10 debate too much, because yeah, if I you mean, haven't listened, we cover this quite a lot in, in part one, which is our, uh, our look at the perfect fly halves. And if you haven't listened, you should be listening. Yeah, I mean, we're going to give... We're gonna, well, they're going to be given till um, Saturday morning, aren't they, yeah. to, to see how they see how they go. I don't think that's, that's any great surprise, to be honest, um, with those two. They're, mm. such, they're such big players, aren't they? I want to um, drill down on North a bit, though. Yeah. What did you make of George North last, uh, last Sunday? I thought he had one of his better games. Um, it wasn't complete. A lot of a lot of people saying that he had a he had a marvelous game. I I thought um, he was garbage other than his try. Yeah, I, I don't know whether I don't know whether I'm being overly harsh on him now. I'm coming around to your way of thinking, but I thought he spilt on the ball with that wide kick when George yeah. North of Old would have gobbled that up and clattered through him. I thought his positional play was pretty poor. Yeah, and other than that, I thought I thought he was genuinely one of a pretty anonymous player on the pitch well, he got away until Davis put him away and what yeah. he outpaced the number eight and a tired Luke McLean at centre Luke McLean I mean I, I would have gone round him I think but he um, yeah, he, got, he, got, he almost got away with it didn't he you, you'd, put, gone ra- you'd gone round him with a uh, with a Peroni novelty hat on <laughs> and your and your, and your red roll neck and medallion yeah. flying past him yeah those um, the looks we were getting when we were sort of isolated you know going up on your own with these roll necks and um yeah, I'll tell you a quick story. Actually, we uh, on the Sunday night we were, we tried to get into a club and we split up at this point. You know, someone had gone somewhere, someone had gone off for a pizza, someone had gone for a burger, whatever. And there was three of us that decided to go on to a, another or try to go on to a club. And the bouncer took three look at us with these um, these roll. And by this point, we'd had just the roll necks on um, and these these quite thick gold chains. And um, the bouncer said. No, there's not a hope in there's not a hope in hell. You know, but just his face when he saw us trundling over. Because they couldn't quite work out who we are, but anyway, yeah, it was um, it was good. But I they, they obviously don't listen then. They didn't know. I no, they're not. Try to say I've listened to the attack. Yeah. Well. Do you know what? Funny enough, you were listening. Again, massive, to the massive, massive aside. Is we actually have uh, we picked up some Italian listeners last week? Have we? Yeah, because it was a preview yeah. issue into Italy. I think just the way people have searched for. Um, I searched for preview stuff. Lines over there oh, I bet they'd have loved yeah. it. They're oh, you. Mr. Dan. <laughs> Mr. Dan. A couple of Italian dormants. <laughs> Signor, Signor, yeah, Signor Danielli. That's a, yeah. that's, that's a crime Danielli. show. So, Simon Danielli. <laughs> Jeez. There's a, um, name, there's a name I have. The try yeah. scoring machine, as you were once referred to by, uh, I can't remember, why Nick Mullins, I think, yeah. referred to him as the try scoring machine. Mm. Uh, on, the, on the George North, end, I did think he got, a, he got away because of that run. But, yeah, I did. Um, it, it, it almost, it looked awkward the way he was running because, yeah. uh, Obviously, he was carrying that injury as well, but he, yeah, he didn't have he didn't have an incredible game really. I no, thought, I didn't and uh, his father actually we flew, we flew we flew out, and his dad was was sit, sat a couple of seats down. Was he? Yeah, we had a little chat with him, and then he was he was next to us during the game as well. But well, um, it's hard to slag him off then, isn't it? Really, didn't, didn't see anything. You had a similar uh, experience to that with Ryan Jones in two thousand five, didn't you? I did. Yeah, I <laughs> in a um, completely random sort of set of events, um, I was meeting up with. Uh, a couple of people we knew um, in Christchurch for the the, the first test, um, and we met them. They're like, "Oh, why, why don't you come for a curry? We've got, we've got." Um, and they were um, looking after. I think it was a ski lodge or, or something or other in another bit of the South Island, New Zealand. Oh, well, you know, we're all going to the game the next day. Why don't you come for a curry the night before? Have a few beers and whatever. Um, so, oh, we got a, a, a couple coming along. I hope you don't mind. They've been, you know, they'd stayed with us before and they were, you know, they, they're going to the game and they're sort of interested or whatever. And we turn up for this curry and um, 
the couple didn't let on sort of it wasn't immediately obvious who they were, but it sort of slowly became apparent that we were sat there having a curry with Ryan Jones's <laughs> mum and dad the night before the first test. And obviously I think Ryan Jones had been picked on the on the bench for that. Um, for that game because he he turned up as a late replacement. He had a blinder yeah. against Otago, yeah, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, absolute yeah. blinder. Well, so I've got, got to stick him in. Um, Clive Woodward said uh, the Welsh players with a heartbeat at that side yeah. and then picked 13 English yeah, players, yeah. 23. But, then, but um, yeah, no, I've got, I've got very um, fond memories of that because obviously um, the first test didn't go very well but Ryan did did really well mm. when, he came, when he came on. And then um, second, second test we were in Wellington and sort of, not really forgotten about it but we sort of, we hadn't, sort of kept in contact with him and we were just walking around the harbour one day and it was the day before the second test and uh, saw um, saw Ryan James's mum and dad coming coming down he's, and you can't miss his dad by the way he's massive he's si- honestly he's six foot ten he's a copper or he was a copper um, huge huge guy um, and he was walking walking around the harbour and just uh, there's Actually, one of my favourite memories from the Lions and stuff was just running, running down this harbour at his, at his mum, just going, "Ryan's in, he's been picked, he's been picked," and we just yeah, oh, hugging great. and stuff. The, the, yeah, the day before the test, and they were sort of talking about trying to get his missus at the time and the same one or whatever. But he's trying to get his missus into New Zealand, which is a complete nightmare because there's only so many flights that go in there after flying via Fiji or somewhere or other. Yeah, but yeah, no, fantastic stuff. Right, we're going to have a, uh, a bit more... Uh, I mean, we've, we've kind of wandered off down yeah. memory lane here, haven't we? Yeah. But um, at which point it seems only right to bring off, uh, bring on the only impact sub that we know, which is the mighty Murph. So we're going to have a quick chat with Murph about what he made of the first weekend of the Six Nations. And then when we come back, we've got loads more preview coming up uh, with regards to how we think this weekend's game is going to pan out. What's, uh, what have you spotted for us in the first weekend of Six Nations action? Uh, well, first of all, before we <clears throat> go back to um, any actual rugby, uh, while we're on the subject of Dan, one of his bold predictions last week was uh, Sam Warburton to be player of the tournament. And well, was this, this out now, is it? No, was it supposed to be like outlandish? You know, because some of yours are outlandish, some of his are outlandish, but that one, although I didn't pay much attention at the time, is looking quite... Because if he carries on with the way he did against Italy, then uh, he he's not going to be far away. And and the, the, one of the things I didn't mention last week was if he didn't if he didn't turn up and start playing well, there's a chance he wouldn't make the Lions tour. And then I was wondering when was the last time a Lions captain couldn't make the next tour? You know, obviously there's going to be some that retired. You know, like Martin Johnson probably retired in between the 2001 and the 2005 Lions and there's probably been loads but players that have been available as captains the second tour and didn't make it that would be quite a stigma I think if we didn't so um, yeah that's looking uh, maybe I should have googled that as well to find out <laughs> <a way. laughs> when whenever it's happened for, uh, again if people uh, if people know the answer to that they should let us know uh, let us know on Twitter at Sack and Scrum because uh, yeah. that's a pretty good head scratcher actually I mean, if if he if he carries on anywhere near the vein he was last week, then he's going to make the tour anyway. So, deal. But uh, yeah, I mean, if he he really needed it to start like that, I think otherwise there was a chance he wasn't going to make the plane at all. And that, like, that would be. Sam of old, I thought he played uh, he played one of his best games in uh, in the last couple of years. So uh, yeah, tough to see him get that. What about um, what about one of Dan's other bold predictions? He said the uh, the Welsh centres would fire. Yeah, they weren't they weren't bad. I mean, they had kind of a low starting point to come from after the after the autumn internationals um scott williams i guess was the one instrumental in the opening try and everything else so um 
Jonathan Davis looked as though he was getting there. Um, it's, I mean, it, it, I don't think the Italian pairing offered much, to be honest, so you yeah. can't read too much into the game. I don't know. What, I mean, Luke McLean's been a good servant of Italy, but I don't remember him playing really well in the centre for him. He's always a full-back, so... Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, position, he, really? I think you mentioned uh, that Campagnaro being on the bench is a bit weird. And he's done it, he's done it again for this weekend. I still him on the bench again, so I don't uh, know what's going on there. No. Um, uh, the other thing, uh, so uh, there was a, quite a lot of negativity around the way, the way Wales played. I thought yeah. in the media and online and things. I wasn't, I wasn't negative at all. I thought they played exactly to the conditions in the first half an hour. I mean, it was raining, it had been raining all day. Yeah, it wasn't going to be pretty. It was raining as well, wasn't it? It was absolutely wasn't it? So yeah, exactly. And so it was just up the guts, you know, just boring up the guts rugby, and and that paid dividends because Italy. In, particularly in the forwards, fell in the hole late on. We, we, the only proper criticism I would have is that we probably should have got the fourth try. Yeah. Um, Reese Webb's try, I thought, was it the one that was disallowed? I thought that was a yeah, try. I didn't know it was pretty legit, didn't it? Mm. And then there was other occasions where we should just have just been a little bit more switched on, more clinical, as people say these days. And we probably should have had the fourth try. There's the only criticism I could find. I mean, it's uh, 10 years, is it, since we've. Uh, lost to Italy, and right. one of the reasons one of the reasons why we don't lose to them anymore is because their front five is nowhere near as good as it used to be, and uh, that, that was we're, we're always prone to a strong front five in, uh, in with the Welsh team. So um, yeah, I, I was I, I, I put my neck on the line before on Twitter and said I think we'll win, win comfortably, and I was having a bit of a wobble at seven six down at half time, but uh, we came through in the end. Um, did you did you have a flutter on it though, Murph? That's what we all want to know. No, I, I was very tempted to have a flutter on Wales, uh, England um, this Saturday because Wales are getting a five-point start on you know the handicap betting. Five and a half for some bookies. Yeah, but the, well, that probably leads us into the selection today. I, I was <laughs> I was mad keen. In fact, I was going to do a bit of a what's the word? A bit of a rallying cry about how. England are prone, not prone, England are not as good as the media makes them out to be, but then the selection today when Falatel's more in the 15, and more importantly, Chartres is not even in the 23, yeah. I, I'm not so, I'm not so, I'm probably not going to part with any money, put it that way. Yeah, um, I, I get that. I think it's, I think it's either going to be, I think it's either going to be close or actually England are going to, are going to kind of uh, pull away in the yeah, well, the thing is, our line-up now, because of the way the selections landed, I mean, I'm happy with the, the, the props they've chosen, by the way, but the way the way the selections landed, our line-up options are Jake Ball, Alan Wynne jones Sam Warburton, there's his Malawi uh Joe Launchbury, and um, the even taller guy, what's his name? Place for Northampton. Oh God, uh, Courtney Laws. Courtney, so yeah. you know, if you just match those three, their three up against our three in terms of the lineup, and it's, and it's exactly what they did to us in Twickenham last year. Is they, they kind of had. Uh, what, what the thing is, this goes back to what I was saying about England, and not as good as people make out. Is in, in Twickenham last year, what they didn't want is us to have any off the top ball, middle or back or whatever, to go. Straight, straight from the scrum after Jamie Roberts and Jamie Roberts be bearing, be bearing down on the George Ford uh, and Andy uh, not Andy Farrell that's his dad Owen, <laughs> the Owen Farrell channel that's, that's the last thing that 
Eddie Jones going into that game would want to see yeah. is Jamie Roberts flying down there. So what they what they did is Mario Toje jumped. He didn't jump at the front. He jumped one back from the front. So it was what you might call the three slot between two and four. And so anything going towards the middle, he was he was leaning back and taking that. And then George Cruz was jumping slightly further back again. Uh, to stop us having any ball at the back of the lineout, and as it, as it turned out, our only option left was Bradley Davis at the front. And every time we threw to Bradley Davis, Malawi totally took him off, took it off him as well. So we, we were that was the game where we were 20 points behind before we started playing any rugby. I think. I know, I'm still having nightmares about it. Mm. Oh, and that, that's that's potentially going to because they 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 they're going to have the same attitude. I think on Saturday is they're going to strangle us in the lineout, and because they don't want to expose and that goes back to what I was going to say they don't want to expose Ford and Farrell to uh, anyone charging down their channel with no back row protection do you know what I mean so that's why I'm not part with any money fair enough and away from um, away from Wales you've spotted something on the yeah yeah every so often uh, watching Scotland Island the someone usually um, Finn Russell his collar would pop up in the air and underneath is this big Tartan thing going on and <laughs> the collars which is obviously I mean all countries do they bring out a different kit every season but I just it just on my limited knowledge of Scottish tartan I thought they were all peculiar <laughs> I thought they were all peculiar to a clan of one one description or another so who, who, whose clan did they choose and like did it start a riot or has there been any repercussions like I said I probably should have googled it to find out whose clan it was knowledge, so. mate, there's been zero there's been zero riots but I'd be worth, <laughs> worth catching up with any uh, with any Scottish uh, pals that we know just to uh, just to find out yeah well I mean Scotland's too middle class for there to be any rugby rugby in Scotland is too middle class for there to be any riots I guess but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah you're probably right I'm guessing it's just a generic carton much like they put on boxes of shortbread <laughs> Maybe that's a new sponsor. Maybe I've, I've missed the missed the memo on that one. <laughs> you might be right, mate. Either way, we'll um, we'll look forward to uh, enjoy the game, Murph, and we'll look forward to hearing again from you uh, from you next week. Cheers. Always fascinating to catch up with uh, with the mighty Murph. I think, in fact, while we're on that while we're on that Scotland topic, Ollie is a man with. Scot- Scotch heritage, yeah. secret Scotch, Sk- like secret Scotch, a man who'd be eligible to play for Scotland. Um, yep. Scottish grandmother, so Scottish uh, grandmother, yeah. exactly. That's, I think that's what makes you all the more acceptable in my eyes. If there, uh, while we're on that kind of topic of the the tartan on the on the shirt, are you able to shed any light on that? Yeah, um, uh, I, I think. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but it's it's either the tartan of Sean Maitland or WP <laughs> McNeil. Um, I think they've gone for there. Yeah, the uh, yeah the Sean Maitland tartan, I'm sure, is a uh, yeah is a is a massive um, a massively popular one. As much I'd love to sit here and talk about various different clans yeah, and yeah. and tartan. I think we might have to save that for the uh, for oh, the uh, for the Scotland preview. Yeah. But um, in fact, which I'm quite terrified about because I think they're looking good. But uh, we'll we'll bring this back very very quickly to uh, to Wales versus England this weekend, and where we think the game may be won or lost. I'm going to start with the set piece. Now, Ollie, you mentioned in part one that you're not a, an expert about uh, about playing number 10. If there's one thing you do know a thing or two about, it's the set piece. Yeah. Um, who's going to have the edge when it comes to uh, when it comes to the set piece this weekend? Us, I'd say. England. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the weakest part of your guys' team, if I'm being honest, is your front five. 
Um, obviously, um, Alan Wynn's an incredible player, but I think that your front row doesn't worry me okay. at all, really. Um, and we've got um, we've got some really good line-out options. Um, we touched on Teji, didn't we, before? But he he he's an excellent line-out forward, and he loves nicking ball. So I think he'll have a he'll have a good time against you boys. Any defence for the Welsh front five, Dan? Um, yeah, I think with with Francis coming in and uh, and Rob Evans, um, I mean Francis just seems to be getting better and better, doesn't he? Um, when it comes to scrummaging, yeah. I mean, he's, he is. Um, to be fair, I thought he won that game on Sunday. Yeah, honestly, um, like it, the yellow card came because we munched him in the scrum when Samson Lee was going backwards. So to be he, fair, he did. He was getting torn apart, wasn't he? He was. And he virtually, he virtually won that yeah. game for. Um, I think um, he's going to be key. I think I think the scrummage is an area where I think we've got half a chance. It always comes down to the refereeing and stuff. But I think if things go right, and I think Rob Evans is a vastly improved scrummager. And if I'm honest, as much as I like Nicky Smith, I think Rob Evans should have started last week as well. Yeah, I was surprised that he didn't. But um, I think he was. We were probably trying to keep him back for for the for the England game. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we just to see how Nicky went in, in scrummaging and. Yeah. Uh, I thought a couple of the decisions, mind from where I was, which is difficult because I was in the ground and had had one or, one or two Peronis. Yeah, one or two Peroni shandies. Um, it, some of those decisions went, went were the wrong decisions. Mm. Like we were on the wrong side of a couple of scrimmaging decisions, but but that's um, but that's rugby, isn't it? It happens. Yeah, it is, and yeah. So I think Rob, I think Rob Evans and, and front, they'll, they'll make a big, big difference up front. Um, I am. Our line-out went really well. Um, yeah, we'll come under more pressure against England. We, that, that's the area that scrum. I think we can. If the refereeing goes okay, I think we'll have half a chance. Because personally, I'm not a massive fan of Marler or Cole, and Dylan Hartley is bang out of form. Oh, he was poor, wasn't he? He was yeah, he was diabolical. But Jamie George, uh, Jamie yeah. George, again, James George is a player yeah, I'm scared I, of. Have you him, know, have I don't him want him in there. But, yeah. Yeah. but um, yeah, again, Hartley. Does love a good little fucking scrap against yeah, the Welsh, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah. So I quite I fancy I fancy us uh, fancy us up front a bit, but uh, well, I, fi- I think the scrum will be okay. Line out worries me. No charterists yeah. is, a, is a concern. Yeah, because we were using we were using Tipperick and Warburton in the line out. They're, we? they're and, both uh, options. They yeah, are both options, but I think Atoji, and Warburton was fantastic. He, he was, yeah. But uh, yeah, Atoji is, is is a real worry. Yeah, yeah. and they, yeah, they nailed it. Some players sort of absolutely love it. I remember. What, um, Saracens played Exeter in the in the Premiership fairly recently, and it was that one. In, in fact, it was that one we talked about That's before, right, wasn't yeah. it? Where Barrington got, draw. got got red carded, but um, Exeter I think ended up losing both their locks, and their lineout went to bits. And there's a fantastic shot of Atoji. He was having such a field day. He was actually laughing at one <laughs> point when they were like because he knew he was going to nick their ball. Like he, he, there are certain players, aren't they? They they know where their kind of strengths are, and he's just like, I'm going to have a real crack at this. So if he sniffs anything, there he'll. he'll I agree. Look. Yeah, no, he's that's the one area. Well, it says many areas he scares me, but so much is made about him as an athlete, mm. and he's great over the ball. But you can nullify him there, as the Scarlets did. A couple yeah, of weeks yeah, back, yeah. you can get to him there, and it's a wonderful bonus if you've got a second row. Uh, you're right there, yeah. um, it's a wonderful bonus if you've got a second row turning you over ball, yeah. which you haven't had a seven to do that for. No, yeah, 10 exactly. Yeah, we need anyone who all hands on deck. It's a massive from. bonus, but in the line out, that's where I think he can he can win or he can win you a game by yeah. by stealing line out ball and, and being such a reliable guy to go to. So that's one area. Back row, on the other hand, I quite fancy Wales here. Dan? Yeah, I do, I do as well. I like the um, 
even more so if uh, if, if, if Faletau was um, mm. was starting at eight. But with him coming off the bench, wow, that is somebody you would not want to see mm. uh, see coming on. So it's good that we backed Ross. You know, he's um, he's, he's played he's played pretty well, isn't he? And the, and um, but it's going to be such a step up, yeah. step up on Saturday, isn't it? Because after watching the other games, I thought that ours was um, intensity wise was was way oh, off way, way off the way pace of that. the others, wasn't it? And, way below uh, par. You know, England on the, on the last twenty against France, just when they turned it up, turned it on, looked uh, looked very very dangerous. So yeah, it's um, it's going to be a massive massive mm. game, isn't it? It is, yeah. But like I say, back row is one area I do think that oh, I've said for a long time almost four years I'd like to see Tipperick and Wolves play together more often mm. and Wolves was fantastic on Saturday and I thought Tips was good but there's so much more from him to come I thought Tipperick was I thought Tipperick was brilliant but then I was in the ground so it's, it, it's, it's harder to see but I don't again yeah, I maybe the, need to watch it back again yeah, but, like um, the, you know the turnover the, yeah. the, that crucial turnover it was that's that, right what, what, uh, Warburton was um, was was obviously over the ball but but that tips little bit was, of cuteness from tips, tips yeah. was so important. He does those little things all the time, doesn't he? There was a a little bit of analysis I saw from the chap who runs the Cardiff Blues blog. I don't mm. know if you, you saw that. Yeah, Dan, he's yeah, uh, he's really is, good actually. Which is I'm, great. Wasn't I'm it? on the lookout for a new Dan on this show, considering yeah. someone doesn't answer his phone anymore. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he, he he pointed out a good a good bit, didn't he, about um, uh, Warburton and Tipperick's positioning play. Yeah. Um, well, we got exposed once or t- you know a couple of times, but then they sorted it out after that. So, yeah, I really like the look of those the, those mm. two, and, and I fancy us in the back row as well. Yeah. Back row, worry you a bit on? Yeah, Adva- so if it's advantage us in the front five, it's advantage you guys yeah. in the back row. Definitely. I mean, I think we're all single digit caps in our in the England back row. So mm. I mean, just the lack of experience for a start. Um, I think. Um, I think if um, obviously having Falatau in there would have been a big boost for you guys because yeah. he's just as, yeah. you know he's about as good as it gets really, isn't he? Yeah. What I would say though is that had he been fit, I'd still I'd be more concerned about seeing uh, Warburton and Tipperick on the pitch rather than having Moriarty in there because I think we can handle him. Mm. Um, like I said, I think breakdown could potentially be obviously be an area yeah. that you guys could get. Us. So actually having a, a, a sort of dual seven. Well, and and Toby's not short of a of a bonus turnover well, exactly, or a, yeah. or a, just the tackling shift yeah, he puts yeah. through. So yeah, it would have been fantastic to see Toby. But I'm guessing if he's on the bench, yeah. he's got at least twenty twenty five minutes yeah, yeah. in him. Which is I it. don't I don't think it's a disaster. You guys, from your guys' point of view, you know, um, having Moriarty in there. Yeah. Like I said I, I I think the key for you guys is if you. If you end up getting a result of the weekend, it'll be because Warburton and Tipperick have really mm-hmm. got at us. That's a, that's a really good point, actually. And I, th- I do think, for me, the game's going to be won up front. Mm. Backs we've spoken about, not only in, in part one, but we've kind of touched upon uh, how the Welsh backs got on this weekend. I thought the Welsh backs showed glimpses, and as Murph kind of pointed out on his piece, that you were kind of right with your bold predictions about Welsh centres firing. We could use another weekend with them firing, though, Dan, can't we? Yeah, we definitely need them. We definitely need them firing, don't we? On Saturday, um, yeah, I thought Scott was Scott played really well, didn't he? Did a did a couple of just crucial things. The way he held onto the ball for the right length of time, step, give, and um, Jonathan had a had a really really strong game as well, didn't well, he? We know we know he's a big, powerful, quick guy, and got an eye for the try line. Yeah. 
if you give him a bit of space, he'll he'll punish you. And I felt like that space came from ten and twelve. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot. Yeah, a lot of it was, was well, really and, and them being down to fourteen. But yeah, he, he didn't have he didn't have the perfect game, did he? But it was so much better than we've seen from him. And that'll be that'll be such a lift because he must have been thinking, when when am I? You know, when's the game going to come for me? So he'll be riding high now, coming in, and um, yeah, it'd be great to see those two really kick on. They're going to have to because, as we've said, it's going to be a step up, isn't it? Oh, we said off air it was a bit of a sluggish performance. Yeah, it's probably been, you know, it's probably understating it a little bit actually. Yeah, you know, it's it's our worst performance under Jones. I think that's easily fair. The the one area that did go very well was the bench. Yes. So I think particularly Haskell and George made a massive difference. Is that an area you think that England are stronger than Wales come this weekend? Uh, yes, I'd say it is. Um, not least. Um, actually Eddie Jones I think he's got an incredible knack of knowing when to use people mm. because he's it's been the famous opposite of Lancaster isn't it who yeah. systematically bought people on 59 60 there it is he's, empty the bench he's been his, his famous kind of substitutions before this mm. have been hauling people off after yeah, half yeah, an yeah. hour when it hasn't worked and it wasn't working at all against France for about an hour but he waited well you couldn't bring the whole pack off no he <laughs> couldn't bring the whole pack off but then he, he, he did shift it and he's um, what I thought was really interesting is he's big on um, uh, players being a bit more versatile yeah. and stuff. And what we have now developed without, like I said, sort of segueing too much into what we talked about in the other other half of the show is that um, with a couple of substitutions, we'd moved Farrell into... T- so um, Ford's gone off. Farrell comes into 10. Teo, who's a much more direct 12, yeah. comes in. Um Joseph drops out, move Daly in from the wing, and take Jack Nolan. You've suddenly got a completely new backline. You can throw something completely different um, at that's the opposition, a, that's a really which I, good point. I, I, I think is, and that's what he said. Is it's just like that suddenly gives the other team something completely different to think about. That's a really good point, and I thought that England had the bent, had the uh, the edge on the bench. Yeah. I also think Wales have some some good impact players off the bench too. You know, I think I think Nicky Smith is a player who will find his feet at international level. Certainly in the loose, he's very he's very very. He carried good. well, didn't he? On the he end, did yeah. carry well, and you know that early turnover. You know, Toby is uh, probably the best player I've ever seen play for Wales. You know, and we'll come back. That's a pretty big yeah. statement, but yeah, yeah he's certainly Can't he's certainly the best player I've ever seen play for Wales off the bench. And then uh, I think you've also. You know, you've also got some decent options Sam with um, with Sam Davis, and you know, although Gareth Davis is out of form, he knows he knows how to score tries. The area that Ollie's touched upon is when it comes to coaching. You know, Eddie Jones is just streets ahead of Haley, and that that point about knowing when to bring players on and having that versatility really kind of mm. summed it up for me. Yeah, he is, but I mean, I mean, with you know, Rob, it's a, it's, a, it's another win. Yeah, it is. No, it is. And, you know, Eddie Eddie Jones's win is we played badly, but it's another win. You can't argue with it. Whereas Rob Hanley can't, you know, he's winning games and can't buy any love from the Welsh public. Yeah, and um, he can't can't really do any more, can he? It it is all, it is about winning and we're winning. And, uh, you know, we are playing, we have, we are playing a slightly different way. It was quite exciting at times, wasn't it? Um, so yeah, long may it continue. <laughs> Borderline exciting at times. While we're on the subject of uh, of coaches, though, Eddie Jones, a man uh, not backwards and coming forwards, has been quick to make a few statements this week. 
amongst them was uh, that uh, oh, the Millennium Stadium, you know, it's just another patch of grass in Wales. Couldn't can resist, but get a little Eddie Jones impression. Uh, simple, uh, simple, simple, simple mind games there. Yeah, he's, you know, he talks. He talks a lot of nonsense, doesn't he? And just deflects everything away from from his own players. He'll be he'll be saying to them in camp that this is this will be a step up um, in atmosphere. It must. I always think that the players would would always you know probably always enjoy coming to Cardiff because it's it's that loud. Um, most players say that, you know, most um, Southern Hemisphere players say, oh, it's not an intimidating atmosphere, it's an atmosphere you want to go out and play in, yeah. because you get mm-hmm. some sterile atmospheres in world rugby. I think you probably kind of have to say that, but when you, you know, if, if, if we get our tails up, then mm-hmm. it's, it's, you have to yeah. silence that crowd, so he'll be saying that that'll be a big focus on it, we've got to, you know, build, build, build the lead, and um, that's where, we haven't talked about it, but the, penal- the, the penalty count, mm-hmm. I mean, arguably the... The penalty, you know, the penalties that Italy gave away, but they lost the game, didn't they? Because of that, I mean, they, they were just ridiculous, just giving pen after pen after pen, and and that's gonna that's gonna be so important come Saturday is uh, is the penalty count, and um, you look at uh, you know you look at England's back row, and you wonder whether there's gonna be uh, gonna be a few more in there. While we're on the subject of uh, of mind games, though, Ollie, we've had this: will it be open? Won't it be open? Debate yeah. around the roof. Firstly. Does it make a difference? Uh, yes. Okay. It, it, it makes a difference to you guys, um, I think, because uh, if you can have it shut, the, then the atmosphere, as mm. you've touched on, is, you know, it's loud in there. That has to be an advantage to you guys. Um, if I was Jones, I'd have done exactly the same thing as he's done now, and I'd have buggered you guys around endlessly and then just gone, there. actually, we'll have it open, because why would I have it shut? Don't you agree with that? Yeah, it, yeah. It, would, it will make a difference. It's, it's deafening, isn't it, with it shut? Um, I don't think what, it makes that much sense. I've been in games in there when the roof's been open, those half two kickoffs, and it's been an amazing atmosphere in there. And I know that game in 2013 was kind of a cut above, but I don't think we should just be trying to replicate this. You should be turning around and saying, look, this makes no difference whether it's open or it's closed, because if it's going to be loud, it's going to be bloody loud. And when it's quiet in there, it's, it's terrible. It is absolutely terrible, but when it gets loud, I don't think it matters whether the roof's open or not. It's um, it's a it's a minor point really, um, but it does allow us to score a slight psychological blow Could first, be yeah. Because, and I'll be honest, like it's your state. As far as I'm concerned, I don't. Know, obviously, the ruling is that both teams have to agree on it. Mm. But as far as I'm concerned, it's your blooming stadium. If if you want to have it shut, that should be com- entirely. You've got a roof on it. And that to me, it should be entirely up to you. It's home advantage. If it doesn't matter, it's played under a roof, which clearly it doesn't sometimes, then mm. it should be up to you. Yeah, I, you said, I agree. What's the point? You said, what's the point of having it? Yeah, yeah exactly. If we can't, if yeah. we can't. But it, it, it's, a, it's a slight win for Eddie Jones, isn't it? You know, we've won that. I'll let him and, win that and, if we can win the back road battle and the, and well, the front yeah, yeah. five. You yeah, know, but he does, he, does look to, he does look to build little wins off the pitch, doesn't he? Yeah. And he just builds, you know, builds these, it's very clever and, and it all adds up. Yeah, right? it's that sort of, Jose Mourinho thing where yeah, it, it, is, it, it? it's sort of as much as he can do to deflect yeah. from the players themselves kind of thing I saw an interesting tweet this week I can't remember who it was um, who tweeted this and said it but it's quite nice to see England doing the mind games rather than Gatland you know what I mean yeah. it's normally Gatland mm-hmm. having a little pop at, at the opposition it's kind of yeah. you know it is almost in a way quite nice mm-hmm. to think 
all right, cool, you, you crack on and we'll see what happens on Saturday. But yeah. that's, where it, that's where it all finishes. Exactly, yeah. It's, I mean, it's a strange one for sort of us English fans because um, we're getting used to Eddie Jones. We're not used to having people, you know, having a bit of fun, sort of yeah. mind games and stuff. It, that's part, he's Australian, you know, that's, that, that's part that's of the banter. Yeah. And obviously, as, as long as he's winning winning games, he's got free licence to kind of do what he wants, really. I don't think we're, we're not, I don't think, obviously, you'd have never got... Stuart Lancaster or anyone like that mm. sort of you know you know try and have a bit of a laugh about it but it's you know that's that's you know like we said he's Australian and it's working for him as well yeah exactly that's what it's all about isn't and it? he's, he's very much in the honeymoon period yeah right quick bit of any other business before we before we wrap up and uh, and edge ever closer to that all important kickoff. transfer news as we always like to do at this time uh Player involved on Saturday, Ken Owens, starting hooker for Wales, signed another deal with the Scarlets. Good news for the West Walians, Dad. Yeah, big, big news. He's um, loved down there, isn't he? Yeah. Worshipped and uh, sheriff. He's a sheriff. Yeah, good singing voice, isn't he? Believe so. Not so as good. Not as, not as good as yours. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Um, yeah, you know, great player, isn't he? And he's um, yeah, he'll be. Uh, he's a key player for us, and he now as well. Yeah, big big player for Wales and uh, and a, a big boost for the Scarlets there. Someone whose future seems a little bit uncertain, and we've spoken about him a lot on the two parts of these podcasts. Is uh, is Dan Bigger? Yeah, Link, linked with Northampton. Uh, I'm not surprised to be honest. I think he'd, he'd slot in really well um, over in you know over, over in England. Um, I was thinking about that before on the way up. Could I see him go? I actually could. Mm-hmm. I, could, I could, could see him go. He's probably the type of guy. He's probably getting a little bit peed off with um, all the chat of Sam Davis. You know, we, he's been an unbelievable uh, servant for us. Yeah. You know, he's been sensational. Well, and for the know. Ospreys as well. And for the Ospreys, and you know, he's probably a little bit of the chat of Sam Davis continually coming up, maybe having a slight effect on him. You know, you may think, well, actually, I'm, I'm I wouldn't mind getting out of Wales for a little, a, a little bit of time. Um, He's not old, but he's he's edging on a little bit. So, yeah, could, I could see that happening. Ollie, you're a, you're a guy who watches a lot more, uh, yep. a lot more uh, English Prem than than we do. Yep. Would he fit into that Northampton side? Yes, he would. I think I think he'd be a good addition for them. They're um, they they Northampton are struggling a bit. They've uh, they're sort of lacking a bit of kind of. I'm not sure what it is. I mean, it probably reflects in some of the England players as well that are playing in, and George North actually, to be honest, mm, yeah. like um, just confidence without really, going back. It? Yeah, it's just that it's not all clicking at the moment. They, they they've had trouble with the way they're playing. They got rid of Alex King, who you guys have now yeah. picked up for a bit. Who I actually think's decent, um, but he seems to have been sort of scapegoated. But um, they've they've had a guy called Stephen Milo there for a bit, and he's he, he can look a right ball in hand, but. So, <laughs> So some of his goal kicking and stuff I've seen sometimes it's absolutely yeah it's kind of circus crap. stuff isn't it yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you've got no. more chance of finding Dan's phone than some of those <laughs> <goal kicks. laughs> yeah that's a, that's a decent shout pickpocketed wasn't it Dan yeah. <laughs> well, it's, Naples is pretty tasty yeah, yeah no I, that's it I've, um, I've heard it's a it's a wild night out yeah no I, I think um, I don't think it'd be a bad move for, it'd be good for Northampton I don't think it'd be a bad move for Bigger I don't know how you guys feel about it having wow. another guy out you know fly half outside of Wales with Priestland at Bath and all the rest of it yeah I think it's uh, it's an interesting one and this kind of this Gatlin's Law thing will, um, will become kind of 
I don't know, it might well become redundant given the amount of players who are playing outside Wales because I can't see them not picking, not picking Dan Bigger. Mm. In the yeah, same surely, way that, if, yeah, if he went, they would just be they just wipe it, wouldn't they? Yeah, I, th- I think they probably would. Right, as we kind of as we kind of wrap up, as we always do, ask you to uh, to leave your review uh, and subscribe to us on iTunes makes a massive difference if you do like this podcast please take the time to just drop us a uh, to drop us a review on iTunes because it, it kind of boosts us up makes it um, much easier for uh, for other fans to find and uh, yeah if you can do that that would be helping us out massively and if you want to get in touch with us drop us a line at Attacking Scrum on Twitter and uh, on Facebook give us a like facebook.com forward slash Attacking Scrum right one last thing to finish predictions Ollie. It's got to be an England win, hasn't it? I, I, th- I think it will be... Do you know what? I, I don't think it's... Both, both teams won last week, but mm. neither played very well. Um, I think it will be a narrow England win. Okay. Again, um, something along the lines of about 24-20, something like that I'd go for. Dan? Um, I'm going to go Wales to win by seven. Love that. Oh. Love that. Wales to win by seven. That's it. Okay, no, yeah. fair enough. I'll give you that. I'm not gonna. You're very often the uh, the more optimistic half of this. Uh, You're gonna this combination. And on this occasion, that remains the case. So I'm going for England by six. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I just think they're gonna have. To, yeah. I think they're gonna have too much. I think they'll they'll well, have they a favourite. So. They'll have had a rocket up their ass this week, and Jones will have put them through their paces. I I just hope it's a good game, and I hope we're in. You know we're in the mix with uh, with twenty to go, but you know I, I right. often err on the pessimistic side. I think we'll be right, we'll be bang up for this, and um, I can see us winning it. I really can. Let's hope that Dan's right, and uh, you'll find out soon enough. And we'll also have loads of reaction uh, next week, and we'll be uh, we'll have a little bit of time to take stock because we have that dreaded rest week next week <laughs> as well. So uh, yeah, make sure you tune in for that one. Uh, right, this is the attacking scrum. Thank you for listening. Uh,